Chapter Twenty One of The Escape of a Princess Pat by George Pearson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Vendetti, MikeVendetti.com. The evidence in the case, in order to remove any vestige of doubt in the reader's mind as to the authenticity of Corporal Edwards' tale, it has been deemed advisable to present reproductions of certain newspaper articles and correspondence which bear directly on some of the points touched upon in the story. It will be noticed that, quite aside from the major fact of the escape itself having been brought out here, there is the equally important one of the bringing out of a great number of lesser points which tally to a hair, with such references to them as are made in the story, such, for instance, as the references to the delay in England, the references in their postcards of those fellow prisoners who remain in Germany, and other facts of a similar nature. The following are exact reproductions in every case, except for the explanatory note which prefaces each item. Extracted from the Toronto Daily Star, May thirtieth, 1915. Was back only three weeks. Corporal Edwards reported missing. Was wounded short time ago. Lance Corporal Edward Edwards of the Princess Pats, who is reported missing today, had only been back at the trenches for three weeks after having been wounded and in England for a month with a bullet in his foot. He lived at 70 Standish Avenue, Rosedale, where his wife and three young sons now live. He is 38 years of age and has been in Canada 10 years. Previous service in Africa and India with the Gordon Highlanders is to his credit. Letter from Corporal Edwards to his wife in Toronto Geeson, October 2, 1915. My dearest M., a few more lines, hoping they find all in the best of health, and everything going all right. I received your parcels all right. They were a treat and came in good condition. How are the boys getting along? Awfully sorry about Hector, but hope he is all right again. Poor chap's been having a hard time of it. How are Gordon and Frank? Tell them I was asking about them. I guess the beastie has grown quite a big chap. Thanks for J. Burney's address. I will drop him a card sometime, but you see I can only send two letters a month. Jack wanted me to write to the lodge, but I can't see how I can manage it. M. Lass, don't send me any clothing as I will manage all right. Colonel Farquhar's wife is going to send me out some and Major Galt is sending tobacco and cigarettes. So I will be all right. I had a parcel from Bob with a shirt and some eatables, also one from Jean at Blacktop and one from home. We are always on the lookout for them. Have you had any word from Mina? I've had letters from them all. We're having rather cool weather. I sent a postcard to G. Nelson. I don't know if you ever got it, but you can ask him when he comes up. M., what are you doing about the house? Are you getting it fixed up, or are you coming over home? It would be rather late this year to come over, but please yourself. Only let me know what you are doing. Is George still in Canada? Jean was expecting him to drop in any time. He has been very good to me ever since I landed first in England. I will never be able to pay her back. I can't give you any news as I don't know it myself. Don't wait on a letter from me before you write, but write often and tell me all about yourself and the boys. Tell Jack to write and I will drop him a card when I can. Keep your heart up and look after yourself. Tell Miss Holmes I was asking for her, also Mrs. Arlow. Tell her I got her letter. Also tell all my friends I was asking for them. If Mr. Scarrow comes up again, tell him I am doing fine, but would sooner be working up in North Toronto. 
I am making the best of it. Think I will stop, M. I have really nothing to tell you. Only write soon and often. Give the boys a tight one for me. Best love you all. P.S. I just received your letter September 3rd. Tell Mrs. Boney not to bother sending anything. I have all I want. Can't send a long letter. This is all we are allowed. Ed. Extract from the Montreal Gazette, September 21st, 1916. Edward Edwards escapes from foe. Toronto soldier with two other make getaway. Wander for three weeks. Brass band escorts them to mayor of town in Holland. London, September 21st. Registered as dead by the Canadian Pay and Record Office, which was about to authorize distribution of their effects. Lance Corporal Edward Edwards of the Princess Patricia's, 70 Standish Avenue, Private James Jerry Burke, 1216, 8th Battalion, Winnipeg, and Private M. C. Simmons, 23445, of the 7th Battalion, Port Arthur, have arrived in London after having escaped from a German prison camp. They experienced some strenuous adventures. For three weeks they were at large, slowly and cautiously wending their way to the Holland frontier. They covered the distance of 150 miles. In Holland the fugitives, to their surprise, found a warm welcome. In fact, a local band headed them in procession to the mayor, who, in turn, communicated with the British Council, with the result that they were shipped to England. Extract from the Toronto Daily Star, September 22, 1916. Mrs. Edwards is rejoicing. Can hardly believe that husband escaped from German prison. Heard so many different tales. Comrades who have returned assured her he would get away. I cannot believe it until I hear from him, but I do hope it is true. I am so glad I never kept him back, and never told him not to go. He is a soldier to the backbone. Mrs. Edward Edwards, 70 Standish Avenue, Rosedale, was discussing the report that her husband, Lance Corporal Edward Edwards, of the Princess Patricia's, had escaped from a prison camp in Germany, and, after traveling over 150 miles of country, arrived with two others on Dutch territory, whence they were shipped to England after being feted by some of the people in Holland. I have heard so many different stories. At first I was told he was killed, but later he sent me a letter from Germany telling me he was in prison camp there. Only last Saturday I had a letter from him in which he asked me to send him a box of soap to wash his clothes. He said in the letter that he had enough tobacco, cocoa, and coffee to last him for some time, but he needed soap. Lance Corporal Edwards, who was connected with the Royal Grenadiers in Toronto, was formerly a member of the Gordon Highlanders, and fought with the 2nd Battalion of that regiment throughout the South African War. Stationed in India at the outbreak of that war, the regiment was sent to South Africa, and was shut up in Ladysmith. He is the possessor of three medals and five clasps. He took part in the Great Delhi Downbar. Over a year ago my husband was shot in the foot, said Mrs. Edwards. He returned to the trenches and was just three weeks back when he was posted as missing. That was a year ago, last May. For a long time I had no word of what happened to him, until I had a letter from him. Visits from Comrades Many of the returned Princess Patricias came to see me. Only last Sunday one of them said to me when talking of my husband, He will be escaping from the Germans some of these days, and it is just like him to do that but he and the two with him must have suffered terribly in the time they were hiding through 150 miles of the enemy's territory. I wish I had him home now. I heard from him regularly every six weeks by letter, 
Occasionally he would send me a postcard between the letters. He never discussed the war except in the phrase that it could not last forever. He always wrote bright and cheerful letters. At number 68 Standish Avenue lives the widow of Private Percy Edwards, brother of Lance Corporal Edwards. Private Edwards was a reservist of the Gordon Highlanders, and at the outbreak of the war was called home to join the regiment. He was killed in the first action in which the Gordons were engaged. His widow and three young sons live next door to Mrs. Edwards, who also has three young sons. Both of the Edwards brothers and their wives are natives of Aberdeenshire, Scotland. Postal card to Mrs. E. Edwards, 70 Standish Avenue, North Rosedale, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. 12 September 1916. Assassin Holland. Dear M., I guess you will get my letter along with this card explaining things. You will know that I have escaped from Germany, and I am on my way to England. But I will write you every chance I get. Give my love to the boys, and I hope all is well at home. I am feeling pretty good. This is where I am just now. Yours ever, Ed. Postal to Mrs. E. Edwards, 70 Standish Avenue, North Rosedale, Toronto, Canada. September 8th, Newcastle on Thine, England. Dear M., Hope you have received all my letters that I have written you from Holland. They will tell you about my escape. I leave here for London tonight. Will write you from there. Love to the boys. Write my butler address, Ed. Postal card to Mrs. E. Edwards, 70 Standish Avenue, North Rosedale, Toronto, Canada. September 22, 1916. Folkestone, England. Dear M. Hope you got the cable all right. Also, some of the letters and cards I sent you. What do you think of my escape? Not bad, eh? Write me at Butler. How are the boys? Give them my love. I am back at Shorncliffe with the regiment. We'll be going on leave, trying to get over to see you. We'll write to Muaro. Write as soon as you can. Ed. Postcard to Corporal E. Edwards, 7 St. Mary's Place, Cutter, Aberdeenshire, Scotland, from Corporal E. Harley, a fellow prisoner. Geeson. Dear Ted, I received your PC quite safe. I did a little dance on my own. Charlie Walker is away somewhere. How are Denny and Nobler going on? You may be sure I was pleased to hear of your getting to port safe. Sorry to hear you got wrecked on your first trip. But have no worry now. Good luck, Ted. Postcard to Corporal E. Edwards from Hooker Walker, a fellow prisoner. Geeson, October 1st, 1916. Dear old Ted, I received your PC. God bless you and good luck. Be with you always. I have been on the water and got wrecked. Also, I have not given up by any means. I am in the best of health. Remember me to all and God be with you. Hookie. Undated postcard to Mr. E. Edwards, June 7th, St. Mary's Place, Cutter, Aberdeenshire, Scotland. Via Holland from Corporal Hardy. Geeson, Allamagad. Dear Ted, I am very glad everything went on a one. I am sorry I was not with you. I am not wanting anything, thanks. I hope you have a good time when you go to Canada. I have not seen anything of Hooky for about twelve months, nor Stamper. I have still got a few things safe for you when I come home. I will close with best respects. Ted. Undated card. To Mrs. Edwards. Rottendam, Holland. Dear M. Hope you are getting my letters all right, and that all is well at home. I am still feeling and getting treated pretty good, and will be in England in two or three days. Since it all goes well, write me, C.O., 
of Butler address, and I will be sure to get them. How are the boys? Is the wee chap still holding my place? Tell Gordon, when I get to England, I will help him get a bicycle, so that he can be the same as Hector. This is where I am, just now, but will be on my way in a few hours. I have sent you Timmy's photo. How will she do? It might be all we can get. Ed. Post told to Mrs. Edwards, 70 Standish Avenue, North Rosedale, Toronto, Canada, 26-10-16. From Folkestone. Dear M. Arrived back in Folkestone all right. Called on Mrs. Cotha. Had a long talk with her. Can't get any word of when I am to get over to Canada, but I will let you know as soon as possible. Might be some time yet. Got the letter with Hector's, and will bring the things with me when I come home. How are the boys getting along? Wish I was there. Goodbye, Ed. Extract from Toronto Daily Star, December 1916 Home on leave after escape from the Huns. Sergeant Edward Edwards tells graphic story of 100-mile flight. Wife had to prove husband was alive. Sent his photo and letters before war office would believe it. No bands played and no reception committee extended the welcome hand to Sergeant Edward Edwards when he stepped off the train at the Union Station and walked to the home of his wife and family one day last week. After two years and seven months' absence at the front with a storehouse of thrilling experiences that rival even the exploits of the three musketeers, that he was one of only forty-nine left of the crack Princess Patricias, who were mown down at Europe's Salant on May 8, 1915, was wounded twice, missing, and officially declared dead, and escaped twice from German prison camps in company with two companions, are only incidents in a long chapter of events which surpass in thrilling interest Dumas' most daring fiction. Tom Brumley, another member of a Toronto regiment, and Mervyn Simmons, a Canadian from Trail, B.C., were the two friends of the modern D'Artagnan, but unfortunately Brumley was recaptured by the Huns during the first escape, and Sergeant Edwards has not heard from him since. Sergeant Edwards is now on ten weeks' furlough, and is due to report in England on May 10th, when he expects to go into the fighting again. We went from Ypres Salant in May. I was one of ten in my company to get through, said he. Tribute to Colonel Buller Here Sergeant Edwards paid a tribute to his late commanding officer, Colonel Buller who was killed on the 2nd of June of this year. It was the Germans, too, who told us of our old colonel's death. They knew everything, it seemed, about our commanders, and could tell the regiment and divisions that we belonged to. We were taken to Rules, Belgium. After a brief stay there, we were taken to Gießen. There were 1,200 prisoners, mostly Russian and French. The food we got was awful. Refused to work. After a stay here of about six months, I was sent with my two friends Brumley and Simmons to a punishment camp for refusing to work in a steel factory to make munitions. Three hundred British and Canadians also refused in spite of threats and ill-treatment, and all were sent to Sallylogger, the main punishment camp. We were there two weeks, and then we were split into small parties, and I was slated with my two friends for a place called Oldenburg. Here they wanted us to go into a moor and drain the place to grow potatoes. It was from this place that we made our first serious attempt to escape. We made a dash for the shelter of the moor. In a few minutes we heard the baying of a vicious pack of dogs they had sent in pursuit. 
but we managed to elude them and struck out for the Dutch border, more than one hundred miles distance. We came to the River Ems, four miles from the border of Holland. We could not find a boat or raft, and were recaptured. Made final escape. After undergoing this sentence, Sergeant Edwards and Simmons were taken to another punishment camp at Salsingen, and it was from here they made their successful escape on August 21st. The British consul in Rottendam arranged the wanderers' passage to England, where they arrived on the 18th of September. When he reported in London, Sergeant Edwards had to prove he was alive, because the records of the war office had him marked up as dead. A lot of red tape had to be untangled before the gallant soldier could be officially brought back from the dead. But at that time he was still writing to his wife, so that when she saw her husband's name on the casualty list, she at once contacted the officials by sending her husband's letters and his pictures. Postal card to Corporal E. Edwards, P.P.C.L.I., Depot South Camp, Seaford, Sussex, England, from Charles Sharp, who was also captured on May 8th, Manor Farm, Inkelaken, Switzerland, January 3rd, 1917. Dear old pal Teddy, just a card, hoping to find you well, as it leaves me A1. Hope you had a good Christmas. Had a fairly good one myself, but hope we are in Canada next one. Have had enough of being a prisoner of war. Remember me to all the boys and write soon. From your old pal, Charlie. Postal card to 39 Corporal E. Edwards, PPCLI Depot. South Camp, Seaford, Sussex, England, from his comrade in the escape. End of The Escape of a Princess Pat by George Pearson